Welcome to this episode of Mentors at Your Benchside, the podcast giving you advice, tips and tools for getting the most out of your research. I'm Hannah Gamester and today I'll be talking to you about creativity in science and why we think a good imagination can really help your research. We scientists are wholly logical, rational folks who present data in ways that are easy to digest and understand. Unfortunately, that often leaves much of our creativity and outside-of-the-box thinking as the unsung heroes behind the scenes. So let's explore how we might put creativity in science centre stage. While creativity may be considered less important in various professions, it and a healthy imagination are really important for the scientific progress. You don't have to just daydream to be creative. You have to be willing to run through intellectual exercises that thoroughly explore the question, what if I try a different way instead? Developing your creativity can help you find new solutions to current problems that may be impeding your scientific progress. So how can imagination boost your research? And how do you spark and develop a great imagination? Everyone imagines differently. Imagination is a process which isn't often taught or handed down, but it's developed through trial and error, experience, practice, and patience. When presented with a new project, equipment, or someone else's idea, my brainstorming generally falls into three categories. I begin with a broad scope of what is possible, and then I narrow it down to a focused way forward. The first question I tend to consider are, what are my possibilities? This step is my big picture category. Let's visualize how we want to go about collecting data. Do we want to try and incorporate new technologies? Or do we want to use tried and true methods? Or do we want to modify existing methods before we start? How much data do we expect to be collected? What format will this data take? And can it be easily saved, processed, analysed and presented? Do we need to fabricate a new tool or invent an application that combines multiple pieces of equipment to work in tandem? And more importantly, is this something that can benefit through collaboration and working with others? Lots of open-ended questions like this lead to even more open-ended answers. This step is where I look to see what additional knowledge and skills I need before sketching out all details of the experiment. This step is where I also start to think about standardization. So I'm not reinventing the wheel in the future. Rather, I'm building upon someone else's creativity and imagination instead. The second question you need to consider are what goals do you want to achieve? And the second category focuses on the data and what you want to collect. A goal might be something simple, like a proof of concept experiment to detect differences between two or more known groups. The goal might be highly complex, gathering data that tells the story of learning and memory, activity tracking, pattern recognition, behavior, or some other time or treatment dependent actions. This category is where I begin making a list of experiments I would like to do 
if time and resources will eventually allow this, of course. The final piece of the puzzle is to now choose the way forward. Pick your favorite method from the first category and an interesting purpose from the second category and sketched out a detailed experimental plan to run. This step is your creativity in action. It pays dividends to think creatively about your research. We'll now take you through several tips for ensuring a really great environment that can help your imagination flourish. The first tip we'd recommend is removing as many distractions as you can. We all know that random interruptions from people, emails, texts, phone calls and the like can really short circuit the creative process. I find that if one great idea pops up, another will quickly follow. The second tip to supercharge your creativity is to ask others for input and feedback regularly. Asking for feedback in this way is not just collecting your thoughts and convincing others of your ideas. Instead, it uses others as a sounding board to help your way forward become clearer. This is my favourite step because I get a different viewpoint from my own and my colleagues have a unique way of looking at things that I may have not considered before. They're also often brutally honest and will be willing to say if my ideas are too ambitious, not fleshed out enough, and whether or not they fit into the current projects in the lab. There's always more than one way to solve a problem, and the more varied input you have on the matter, the more unique your solution is likely to be in the end. The third tip to supercharge your creativity is remembering not to take that feedback so personally. Every idea is malleable until you begin collecting the actual data. And even then, the process can send you in an entirely new direction that you might not have thought of before. It's really important that you embrace every speed bump as much as you would a win. Of course, it would be nice if every plan becomes a breakthrough success. But the reality is, is that you will encounter speed bumps because things often don't go as imagined during new adventures. The great thing is that you reflect and learn what to do through trial and error to help you be even more successful with the next go. Our fifth tip for supercharging your creativity in science is to cultivate those side projects. Side projects can have a funny way of becoming main projects in the same way pilot projects drive new publishable data and grant applications. Random curiosities drive just to see if I could experiment and smaller scale things like hand forged tools, custom data analysis and applications drive everyday innovation and efficiency in your work. Our sixth tip for supercharging your creativity in science is to broaden your interests. Take time to let your mind play. Before the conscious and subconscious, the mind can naturally bridge through various abstract concepts into that eureka moment and stretch your mental muscles through games, hobbies and extracurricular activities that might be completely unrelated to science. Our seventh tip for nurturing your creativity in science is to diversify your connections. 
as change can't happen if all the people in your circle see the same way. You're guaranteed faster results and faster forward progress when you have a great group of folks diverse in ideas and educational backgrounds. Our final tip to boost your research and your creativity is to take time to rest. A scientist's mind is always active, making it even more essential to incorporate idle time into your day. Idle time can take many forms, sleep, meditation, a trip away on vacation, or simply going home to do things completely unrelated to your bench work. When I hit a roadblock, it's time to get up and take a quick walkabout to let my mind rest. And in many cases, just that is enough to start again fresh. Remarkable things can happen when you give yourself space and time to think. Take the initiative to create more flexibility in your lab, where everyone can creatively explore the open-ended question of why. The payoffs will make your science more engaging, more efficient, and even more interesting, to the point that you'll see the creative process behind the data on the same level as the outcome itself. You might even capture pretty pictures to share with the world. Think of all the places your imagining can take your research today. So that's it for our thoughts on creativity in science. Check out the episode description for links to related articles and resources. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast to get more help and advice from mentors at your bench side. Are you always on the go, but still seeking valuable insights to advance your research? Well, look no further than Listen In, the podcast from Bite Size Bio that offers the benefits of webinars in a portable format. With webinars featuring leading researchers and commercial specialists discussing techniques like CRISPR-Cas9 and microscopy. With Listen In, you can tap into their expertise and drive your research project forward efficiently and productively, no matter where you are. Visit bitesizebio.com forward slash podcasts or search for Listen In in your podcast app to subscribe.